Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1903. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in Portage with a very special guest by the name of Melinda Russell. Melinda, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready. Thanks for having me on your show. You're welcome. Well, I know you're a fellow podcaster, so you've been doing this for a while. You've done over 150 shows, right? Correct. Very cool. Well, awesome to have a fellow podcaster on the show. Before I give you a proper introduction about all the things that you're involved in, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Melinda? Well, let's see. I learned how to take off and land my dad's Cessna 182 airplane when I was 16 years old. Wow. And I am a cancer survivor. So that's a couple things that a lot of people don't know. Well, there you go. Well, my mother's a 40 plus year cancer survivor. So uh, uh, it's a terrible disease that's taken other members of my family. So uh, very happy to have you here. Thank you. That's wonderful news. Let me give you a proper introduction. Uh, oh, by the way, I have to ask you on that airplane. You had permission, right? Or did you just go out and take it for a joyride? No, no. I actually <laughs> took lessons. My dad, my dad was a farmer and he was a pilot. And we had our own airstrip on my dad's farm. Wow. And he actually paid for me to take lessons so that if anything ever happened to him when we were flying somewhere, then he would have someone to take control. And so I got to the point where I was almost ready to solo. And then the instructor left and they couldn't find anybody to fill the spot. And that's as far as it went. But. I would like to have had my pilot's license at some point, but that just never happened. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty cool. And I was I was joking, obviously, with that. I figured you didn't jump yeah. in an airplane. But, you know, some kids do crazy things. So, You're right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that was very wise of your father to have a backup plan. That sounds like fun. Melinda Russell is the founder of Women's Motorsports Network, the parent company of the International Women's Motorsports Association, the IWMA National News Magazine, and Racing Girls rock podcast the iwma was formed in 2017 to connect and celebrate women in motorsports melinda's a mother of four and grandmother of 14 that's pretty special i just became a grandfather four weeks ago so i've got some catching up to do with you that's for sure i don't know how you manage 14 it's incredible she has an accounting background as well as uh was a previous publisher of a weekly newspaper in addition to motorsports she's an avid college and professional sports fan she also enjoys watching all those grandchildren participating and in, in their activities and her two granddaughters race at local tracks in Michigan. Very cool. I think grandma had a little influence there along the way, no doubt. A little bit. Just a little bit. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor. So give them a little love, a little listen, and we'll be right back. Keep your seatbelts on. One of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard. The sun beats down and those damaging UV rays cause massive heat cycles, resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks. 
My friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider, according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So, Melinda, we're back. Let's talk about this role you're having because my regular listeners know I love having women on the show. I've had over 300 women here on Cars Yeah! podcast. In fact, several years I've dedicated the entire month of April, which is typically International Women's Days, I believe April 8th, something like that, Mm -hmm. and women on the show. So I love having women that are involved, and I'm seeing a real growth among women in motorsports in particular more and more women jumping in the driver's seat. So talk a little bit about what brought you here to the Women's Motorsport Network. And also we'll talk about your podcast as well. All right. Well, it just so happened. I I actually was working in the accounting field for quite a number of times and that company was closing and I had fallen and had hurt my back and I was going to be facing some back surgery. So I was laid up for about three months trying to recover from fusing my back together and realized that there were a lot of things that I wasn't going to be able to do anymore, like sit at a desk for eight hours or travel with my send out cards business. I did a lot of travel and I realized that wasn't going to be happening anymore or as much as I used to. So I was trying to figure out how I could reach a group of people that I had um, common interest with to share send out cards. And that's really kind of where the, the idea started. I had a coffee with a friend of mine that's a coach 
And he said to me, well, I think you should reach out to the motorsports world because that's really your passion. And I said, oh, but that's so big. I don't really know anybody except the local people. And, you know, I just didn't feel that it was the right thing to do. So I thought about it, you know, on and off for a month or so. And then one night I was thinking about, you know, what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And I thought, you know, motorsports is huge. You've got so many kinds of motorsports, but women in motorsports is more of a niche. And that's really what I am. And so I could relate to other women, although I've never driven in a race. I have driven a race car, but not in an actual race. But I knew I could relate to those women. So on a Sunday afternoon in August, I put a Facebook post out that said, I'm going to uh, start an association for women in motorsports. If you're interested in being a part of it, tag yourself or someone you know. And by the time I went to bed that night, I had over 100 names that I was keeping track of. And by by the end of Monday, I had over 200 names. And it just kept growing. And so now I have about 8,500, um, 8,700, whatever it is, followers on Facebook. I'm trying to grow Instagram and YouTube, but Facebook is really my platform. And um, I just started that way. I had a publishing background. I published a weekly newspaper for 10 years when I lived in Illinois. And so I thought, okay, I would like to tell stories. That's what I always did on my newspaper. We were called the good newspaper. We did school and sports news and and feel-good stories. We didn't print the court reports, and we didn't print the the bad news, and so we got the, the term the good newspaper. So I thought, I can do a magazine and tell stories about women in motorsports, so that's what I decided to do. I started that with my first issue in November of 2017, and I've been continuing that ever since. It's an online uh, magazine, and anyone can receive it if they give me their email address, and we'll send it to them, to their email. And so I started that, and then a couple guys that were friends of mine had a podcast, and at that time, they were doing Facebook Live, and so they asked me to be on there and and interview a woman on their show. So I started doing that in 2018, and at one point, they said, you know, that part of our show is the most popular. You should really have your own show. Now, I don't know if they were kicking me off the show or if they made that as an excuse or what. But anyway, by that time, I was more comfortable with um, doing a, you know, like a podcast or an interview. And it's really no different than interviewing someone for the magazine or for the newspaper. It's just a different type of technology. So I started Racing Girls Rock podcast. I've done about 150 episodes and you can find us on all the major platforms um, and we're hosted by Podbean. If you really can't find us, you can go to Podbean. But um, so I've been doing that and you know, that's, that's kind of how the whole thing started. Um, We do the magazine, we do a lot of social media sharing, we do the podcast and um, then I have the association. So it keeps me busy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Sounds like you're a, a, like the racing women that you interview, a go-getter for sure. And uh, I think that's really cool. Now, you mentioned this also this card business, outreach. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. So Send Out Cards has been around for quite a number of years, and it's based in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's called Send Out Cards. It's all one word. And uh, if you want to if you want to take a look at it, Send Out Cards forward slash five three two four zero that's my affiliate number and that'll take you there it's a greeting card and gifting company and what it does it's a platform on your computer 
It's a, it's a program. It's a free program that you put on your computer. You can design cards or you can choose from the thousands of cards that are already in the catalog for every kind of holiday or occasion you can imagine. The best part about send out cards is that I can take a picture of you driving your car or in your race car or in, in the winner's circle and I can put that on the front of the card, on the inside of the card, and I can type my own message in my own handwriting if I want. I can change the colors and the fonts and have lots of fun with it. And then on the back of the card, I can also put my logo and anything I want on the back. And then I send those cards. I, I hit send, and the company actually prints and mails the card for me. Nice. It costs about $2 a card. So I challenge anybody to go to the Hallmark store, if you can even find a Hallmark store, and purchase a card that you can personalize for a couple bucks. So I absolutely love it. The women that are in my magazine, I put their screenshots of their story in a card and send them that. So they have that as a keepsake and they absolutely love it. I know they never will never throw that away. And uh, it's just a little something extra that I do. And people love getting cards in the mail. And, you know, it's an old it's an old habit that is hard to break once you start sending cards. Oh, yeah. We were having a nice little pre-show chat, Melinda and I, and I was telling her all my guests get a handwritten thank you note, uh, something my mom instilled in me way back when I was a kid. Not too many people do that these days, but I'll have to check it out. So if you go to sendoutcards forward slash 53420. It's sendoutcards.com okay. forward slash, and it's 532. Four zero. Uh, I got a little dyslexic with my fingers there. Sorry That's about that. All right. All right. Three, four, zero. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Melinda's show notes page in the Cards yeah website so you can check it out. I've done cards forever and they always have brought back good things for me. Uh, that's for sure. So I'll have to check that out because you're right. Uh, going and buying a card, I have my cards custom made with photographs that I've done on them with my hall hallmark on the back, you know. Uh -huh. But you said that uh, this uh, website can do that as well. So uh, yeah. definitely check it out. Nice way to, and okay. easier too because by the time you, you pay for the cards, the stamp and all the kind of different aspects and yeah, hallmark stores. Do they even exist anymore? I don't know. I We do have one in Kalamazoo, but it's they're rare and they're hard to find. But you know, the other nice thing about this this company, they're a feel-good company. They just, you know, well, how can you not feel good about sending a card or getting a card? Right. And they have different plans, so there's different pricing. The one I love is the one, because, the one that the postage is included. And so I just pay one price a month, and I can send as many cards as I want, whether it be one card or a thousand cards. And so... There's just nothing better. Sorry, just had to get that in there. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. You know, we're all about promoting companies, guests of mine, their companies, but also great resources that they found. Right. So that's good. I did not know about that company. So sendoutcards.com. I'll make sure to put a link to that. When you think about what you do, you're doing a lot of different things. So you're going to have a multifaceted little diamond here, Melinda. Uh, is there one thing that you love the most about what you do every day in the motorsports world for women? Oh, it's the people I meet. No doubt. I mean... I meet most of my people, honestly, through social media. And then once I meet someone, then they say, oh, you should talk to so-and-so or you should interview so-and-so. And then I try to, you know, I went to a really great event in Nashville this summer, put on, it was called Women With Drive, put on by Cindy Sisson, a new friend of mine. And it had some of the top women in motorsports at that event not only speaking, but in the in the room where I could network. And, and I met so many amazing women 
in all aspects of motorsports. Um, so it's the people that I meet. And, you know, you, you look at people that, you know, have really big jobs, I'll say, in NASCAR or IndyCar. And once you talk to them, you realize they're just like me. There are women who love what they're doing. There are women that love motorsports in some way or another. And, you know, they're not, um, they want to help. They want to talk. They want to talk motorsports. They want to talk women in motorsports, especially because we're the fastest growing demographic in motorsports. So being able to, to connect with those women, then have them in the magazine or on the podcast, then you just feel like your friends. So then when you meet in person, it's like you've known each other and you're, you know, getting back together like a reunion. And I've just met so many amazing people, hundreds, thousands, honestly, thousands of people. There's nothing better because if the podcast goes away or the magazine goes away, the friendships do not. And I'm going to have all those people still in my in my friends list. And to me, that's worth everything. I kind of know how you feel, Melinda. <laughs> right there with you. Same thing for me. Absolutely. I like to ask guests about drive, what I call driving inspirations, key mentors, influential people in your life. You've learned like me that through podcasting and talking to so many interesting people, people I call inspiring automotive enthusiasts like you. Now we're friends. Uh, right. that this is great. Is there maybe one person you can talk about or two that has been very influential in helping support you along your journey? Well, I'll tell you, the first person that came to mind is my very best friend. Her name's Gail Zintek. She is a, a realtor and she's the one that introduced me to send out cards in 2008. And I was in a different place in my life at that time. I worked a full-time job. I wasn't involved in motorsports really at all. And uh, she and I became best friends and we've been best friends ever since. And no matter through the ups and downs and, you know, I've had highs and lows in my life since I met her in 2008, but no matter what, she's always had my back. She's been there for me. She's encouraged me. She loves what I'm doing. She follows me and, and gives me kudos and, and all the things that sometimes you need on a day when things aren't going very well. And she's been a great leader. She's a leader in send out cards. She's a leader in her community and, and she's a leader of the people that she meets. There isn't anybody that I know that's met Gail Zintek that doesn't absolutely love her. And that's the kind of person she is. And she not only gets our love, but she returns it. And there isn't anybody else that has been there for me that much other than my husband. But that's, an, that's a no-brainer. So absolutely <laughs> Gail Zintek. That's wonderful. Perfect. I always ask people who are guests on the show here if they were going to advise somebody to go out and do the kind of things that you're doing. I mean, you, you did like what I did. Step out on a limb, get out of your comfort zone, do some things that you'd never done before after a long career. How would you advise somebody to get out there and, and be bold, be brave and do something new? Well, I think, first of all, you have to have a support system. So you can't do it by yourself. And so I had Gail, my husband, my family they were all supportive of what I was doing. You know, my, my granddaughter's race, we have a racing family. My son is actually the one that got us all into racing um, back in 1996 when he graduated from high school. And so racing's been part of us for quite a number of years. 
but it just happened that the things that I've experienced in my life through, I, I was involved in accounting and I was involved in publishing and all those things have come together now so I can run my own business. I can publish a magazine. I can publish a podcast. I, you know, keep track of my own books and all those things. So all the things I've learned in my 65 years of living have come together to allow me to do this. I ha I'm a confident person. I don't meet a stranger. And I think that's part of it. But even if you're shy, there's ways that you can follow your dreams, figure out a way to do it, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't. You're never too old. You're never too young. You're never too tall or short or fat or skinny or whatever it might be to do what you want to do. So figure out what is your passion because I would hate to think that you would go to a job every day and be miserable. So find your passion and then find a way to make money doing it and you'll, you'll be a happy person. And so at this age, I've done a lot of jobs. I've done a lot of things, but I've never been happier in a career than I am right now. You know, it's a wonderful inspiration, and I've got a, a probably what's a funny question for someone like you, because you knew what your passion was. My passion's always been automobiles, racing, and so forth. I was helping a friend the other day who was looking to change his career after many years of working in one field, and I said, well, what's your passion? And he wasn't able to answer that question. And I said, well, that's where you've got to go first. You've got to figure that out somehow. And he goes, how do I figure that out. And I said, well, here's a funny way that someone taught me. Go to a magazine rack and stand in front of it. What's the first magazine you go to every time? What catches your eye? Maybe it's gardening. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's health, fitness. Maybe it's automobiles, whatever that might be. Where do you always go first? Or online, where do you always go first? If I was going to ask you that question and I was going to say, Melinda, how do I figure out my passion? How would you answer that question? Well, I think that's a great answer. I think that you have to try different things sometimes to see what that passion is. Mm -hmm. You know, as you get older, it's probably maybe a little bit easier because you have gone through different things or different careers. But, um, you know, if I was standing at Barnes & Noble in front of the, the magazine section, I would either look for HGTV home decorating magazine mm -hmm. or, um, you know, um, some kind of a organizing that kind of thing home related or I would go to look for some kind of racing racing related magazine sports some kind of sports right. you know maybe college football whatever it might be it just happened that you know my son was involved in racing and it it turned into a passion for us we didn't start out that way but I think what you said is great because he probably has something that he leans towards he just doesn't realize that that's the passion. Absolutely. Well, he is named Cap Caputo, and he's going to be tomorrow's guest, and we're going to talk about that. So I'm excited okay. to have him on the show because he's someone like you and I who's gone through a long career in one area but is trying to find a new path in life. And uh, he called me, uh, which I felt very honored to ask some opinions. So I said, well, let's start by having you on the show and kind of walk you through this journey because a lot of my podcast guests have gone through similar type things. And a lot of my listeners email me every week saying, I listen to Melinda. I'm going to go do what she's doing. What an exciting person that was. So I appreciate you sharing that. We'll take a little break. We come back. I'm going to talk about a challenge you face in your life and how you overcame that. So keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions. 
raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So Melinda, let's talk about this big obstacle, big challenge, big failure, some big thing you had to hit on head on. But the most important part of this is what was that lesson learned so you can move forward in a positive way? So take us on what I like to say is a little bit of a bumpy ride or maybe a big bumpy ride. Well, I would say when I hurt my back and had that back surgery, that was a huge turning point in my life. Uh, You know, I touched on the fact that I had to have my back fused from T3 to T11. So it's most of my back. Oh, my gosh. Two rocks and 16 screws in my back. So when I sit back against a a hard chair or something, I can tell right where those are. And it's something that you just have to live with. But I had to learn how to pivot from traveling, going to offices to share, send out cards, all those kinds of things. I had to figure out how am I going to still make contacts with people, reach out to people that I don't know. How am I going to do that? And, you know, it just happened that, of course, technology is growing and changing all the time. And after having that conversation with my friend, it was like, okay, I'm going to try this. What have I got to lose? Right. And as my husband always says, what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. So reaching out that day on Facebook to see if there were any other women in the world that were interested in, in trying to come together to where we had one spot, even if it's one spot on Facebook, where we could share our posts so that we could become a community. It's interesting that when I was looking to do this, I went to Facebook looking for a group already started because Facebook has a group for everything or so I thought, but there was nothing for women in motorsports, not anything like this. And that's what gave me the idea to have, a, have one spot where women could come together, follow, post, 
you know, check out, ask questions, do whatever to, to um, communicate, to celebrate each other, to connect with a woman across the country or across the world that maybe had some of the same challenges she's having. And that, that was probably my biggest challenge to overcome because three months, basically, I was in bed most of the time, you know, and um, they put you on a lot of drugs that you have to get yourself off of, unfortunately. And it was tough. It was, it was difficult. And um, look what's come from it. So out of that gray, rainy cloud came this, the, sh the sun that has brought me all these people in my life. And I'm just so grateful. So um, don't let adversity be, you know, rule what, what you do moving forward, turn adversity around into opportunity. Melinda, you're a huge inspiration. You know, you think about that going through physical challenges, you mentioned also having cancer and how some of the people that have these afflictions or injuries of some kind, they really let it get them down. And of course, drugs come into it. I've had guests on the show that got involved in that after horrific injuries and how they had to work their way out of that. Uh, so uh, you're a great inspiration. Wow. Look at you. You go, girl, as I like to say. <laughs> when you think about a bucket list item, let's say in the next two, three years, because what we've just gone through the last 18 months, who knows what's coming next seems to be never ending. Is there maybe a bucket list item for you you'd like to share? There is. And so... Um I have a, I have what I used to call a bucket list. And then I mentioned that to somebody and they said, in your case, I think it's an adventure list. And so <laughs> I call it my adventure list. I like that. And so on the, on that list is I want to go to every NASCAR and large racetrack in, in the country for sure. And out of the country, I'd like to have 20,000 followers on social media. So I'm not quite halfway there. There you go. You'll get I, there. I have no doubt. <laughs> I'd like to have two, at least 2,000 members to the IWMA. It's a membership-based association. I would like to ride in the pace car at a, at a NASCAR race. I would like to wave the green flag and or say, driver, start your engine. So those are all things that I would like to do. And then the last one is kind of an unusual one. So I'm a huge follower of Dale Earnhardt Jr. He has a wonderful motorsports podcast. And so he has a new show on Peacock called Lost Speedways, and they're in season two. Yep. And I've watched every episode, and a couple of them I've watched more than once. And I would like to be on an episode of Lost Speedways if they ever go to Macomb, Illinois, where there is a Lost Speedway. Um, I would like to be on that with him because that's where my son raced for the very first time. And that's where I really got my passion for motorsports was at that track. Wow. There you go. That sounds like a fun adventure list for sure. Yeah. yeah I, had, <laughs> I had Dale's sister as a guest on my show and I've actually had him lined up to be a guest several times. Unfortunately, he's had to cancel because of events and things. He is a busy, busy guy uh, to is. track down, but eventually I'll get him on this show. Uh, yeah. I'm a big, big fan of his father's as well. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. Is there a special vehicle in your life that you'd like to share something about that ride? So, um, my current husband is my second husband. And when I met him, our first date was on a motorcycle. So at the age of 50, I went to the secretary of state's office and took my driving test and I passed to get my motorcycle license. And so I went home that night and showed it to him and said, okay, now what do I do? 
And so I ended up, um, the last bike I had was a 2006 Honda VTX 1300 Retro. It was a beautiful blue bike, and I had that until 2017 and realized after I had my back surgery that wasn't going to be something I could do anymore. So I had to sell, didn't have to sell it, but I did sell it. So the other vehicle that is the vehicle that I love is uh, last year I bought a 2019 Dodge Rebel pickup. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It has every bell and whistle that you could imagine. And it has IWMA and graphics all down the side. So wherever we go, we're um, promoting the IWMA. And that probably is the vehicle that I have loved the most ever. Absolutely love that truck. <laughs> nice. You are a go-getter. I'm going to crawl <laughs> into your head, be your uh, automotive psychiatrist today, and ask you a very unique question. If you were manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but your personality, the lady in the mirror, what kind of vehicle would you be, but more importantly, why? Well, I would be a large passenger van. Okay. And I would want it to have all the bells and whistles like my truck, but I would want it to hold a big group of my friends because I would love to go on road trips and I would love for my friends to go with me to go to all those racetracks. And so I would be that big passenger van going down the highway, all decked out on the outside and all decked out on the inside and all my friends inside singing along. And I think that would just be awesome. So that's what I would be. I am not surprised at the way you answered that question, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you, you know, it sounds like you're a lady that likes to give back and help other people. Uh, what is maybe one of the, the biggest ways you like to do that in the automotive sector? Well, I think telling the stories. You know, I had somebody say to me one time, kind of in a snooty way, well, who's famous that you've interviewed? And and I said, well, I did a story on Samantha Bush's Bundle of Joy Fund, and I've met her several times. I consider her a friend. We just saw each other uh, this summer at English Creek where Bruxton was racing, and the hug she gave me meant more to me than you can even imagine. It was mm. so nice to see her and so nice to feel like she was glad to see me. So, But, you know, I think the stories that I tell, because these women, most of them, probably 95% of them you've never heard of. And yet they all have great stories. They all have something to share. And if it wasn't for my magazine, their stories probably wouldn't get told or the podcasts, you know, everybody's not in the magazine. Everybody's not on the podcast. It's a little bit of both or one or the other. So being able to share their stories and especially like the younger girls you know, being able to share a magazine with grandpa and grandma that their stories in about them racing is a big deal to a little girl. And, and I just love those messages that I get back. And when I meet those people in person, like I said, it's like we're friends. It's like we're family. You know, some of the people that I've met through telling their story that now I've met in person, I literally, we call each other family. And that's absolutely the best thing about it. Awesome. Wonderful. I'd love to ask you about a book you'd like to share with our listeners today that uh, you learned some things from or you just enjoyed. Okay. Well, that's easy. We've already talked about the Earnhardts. So I would say Kelly Earnhardt Miller's book, Drive. I've read it twice. I think it's a good book for anyone, no matter if you're in motorsports or not. She's so brutally honest about her story and growing up. And then, you know, she's a businesswoman. She has lots of 
information and good advice and, and stories about being in business and, and her career. So that for sure is my number one. And then I also love Dale Jr.'s book, Racing to the Finish, where he talks about his struggle and how he, you know, he didn't, he didn't believe that he had any problems with driving from his concussions and that. And again, brutally honest and a, a good book, no matter if you're having a, you have the concussion thing going on like he did, or maybe you're struggling with something else. It's, it's a book about, you know, looking life straight in the eye and saying, okay, I really do have this going on. I have to deal with it. And how am I going to make the best out of it? And so I think both of those books are, would be the top of my list. Great books. Great books to list there. Let's go on the ultimate drive today, Melinda. I have a magic scepter, I like to say, which allows me to enable you to pick any vehicle, any person, living or deceased, in any place that you would go on the ultimate drive. So what does that look like for you? Maybe what you've already mentioned, a drive around the track. Yeah, could be that. So I would say that probably the person that it would be with would be my son, Ben. He passed away in 2018. Oh, I'm sorry. He was who got me into racing, got our family into racing, and led a, led a very tumultuous life, had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of struggles, and, and a lot of good, too. But he passed away he, um, from suicide in 2018. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was actually in Phoenix at the racetrack uh, out there for the races when that mm. happened. And so that would be who I would be with. And when he was in high school, he had a purple Camaro. And he was so proud of that purple Camaro. It was dark, dark purple. And, you know, everybody knew him. And it was his car. And, and that was his first car. And so... That would be what we would be in. And he would be driving, not me, because he would never let me drive if he was in the car. <laughs> and, um, and where would we go? Our favorite places were racetracks. We probably would be going to those races that I mentioned or, you know, he, he loved um, Florida. He loved the ocean. So we would just be on a road trip somewhere and we would be talking about the things that happened when he was little and the fun things that we can remember and and just have a good uplifting conversation. Wow. You know, uh, you're the second lady I've had on the show who has answered that question that way. Uh, my condolences to you. Can't imagine, but that sure would be a, a magical, wonderful trip that you'd be able to take. So, uh, it would. Yeah, absolutely. In in the purple, Ben's purple Camaro. I like that. Yeah. Very cool. You know, you've taken us on a very inspiring drive today, Melinda. Uh, I'm so happy you and I were able to connect and I was able to have you as my guest to inspire others on the show because that's what you are all about. You figured out the secret sauce to life, helping other people. Before I let you go, could you share maybe a parting piece of uh, advice, wisdom, a success quote with our listeners? Well, I would say never give up. Life's going to hand you good days and bad days. You're going to be on top of the mountain or you're going to be in the valley and you can give up. It's so easy. It would be so easy to give up. So many times in my life that I can look back on when things were not going well that I could have just given up. And, and I decided, no, that's not who I am. So find somebody to be in your corner. Find a support system. When you're having a bad day, call that person you know, go shopping, do whatever it is you do to get yourself out of that funk and never give up. 
always look forward. You know, you can make changes from the things you've learned in the past that maybe have taught you some lessons, but don't live in the past. You know, look to the future, find your passion, and then go for it. There you go. And how can people learn more about you, Women's Motorsports Network, Racing Girls Rock Podcast, and, of course, the sendoutcards.com you're involved with? Well, so uh, my website is iwmanation.com. So that's pretty easy. I'm on LinkedIn as Melinda Russell. And we're on Twitter and Instagram, IWMA Nation, and then Facebook. It's the whole big, long, international women's motorsports association. There you go. I'll put links to all of these on Melinda's show notes page. If you're listening on a bike, a car, or walking, however you're enjoying the show today, you can go to the carsyow.com website. Just type in Melinda Russell, two S's, two L's, and you'll find everything right there. Melinda, this has been wonderful. I'm so happy you spent some time with me today and with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you either down the road or at a racetrack. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great techs. That's why I support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Techs Rock Initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!